Hello and welcome. This is Pepin from Pepin Reacts. And today we have our friend, my friend, your friend, our friend, Meter. Meter, how are you doing? I'm here too. Yes, he is. And today we have another exciting, fantastic episode of a show we like to call Breaking Bad. Last episode, so much happened. So, so much happened. Yep. Now, let's get to the comments. <laughs> All right, here's a comment from JohnBoy186. Love that poster, man. Where'd you get it? Uh, Well, I think I got it on like eBay. It was like a really good deal, and I just couldn't pass it up. I haven't used eBay before. I heard it was a great product, so I, I bought it, and then it was great. So uh, that's where I got it. And this one from the nerd 6969 it says... Yay. I agree. Yay. And actually, we've got one more. Uh, it's from Bob the Builder. He actually commented on the last one, I think, right? Or maybe this one before that. Uh, he says, uh, I think my girlfriend is going to break up with me. What should, uh, should have spelled wrong, I do? Huh. Meter? Now's your big chance, man. You gotta break bad. Uh, take take your take take a page out of Walter Weiss' book, and uh, or Jesse's Mills, 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 Mills. Are you saying he should sell meth? I would never say that legally. Okay, okay. Well, if he were to sell meth, I might be okay with that because. It's like you got to be an entrepreneur in this modern world. I mean, capitalism mm -hmm. is what we are, and you have to inhibit that by selling meth. So go ahead, do it. It's called ice for a reason. It's cool, and mm -hmm. just just do it. Just do it. Just do it. Like he would want. Okay, that was episode five hundred twenty-two point six of Breaking Bad. This episode. I, I said this many okay I said this many times throughout the reaction and I may have even brought it up before the reaction I don't know but this is the episode that made me stop watching Breaking Bad Th this episode has two different layers to it maybe three different layers uh, number one it is very very well done like, everything is top-notch on it. Number two, it's a fucking train wreck. Number three, it is fucking painful. Right? I mean, th that's, what, that's what I gotta say right there. Meter, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, we're on, we're on the side of the veil where we can see everything, and it makes it, it makes everything very, very interesting to watch, for sure. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I really hope the rest of the series isn't like this because okay, they 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 have had bad stuff on it, right? So there has been like how do, how do you say this? There's been parts of the show that are uncomfortable to watch, like where uh, Domingo got killed, right? That was uncomfortable, and it was very well done. Uh, but it's kind of been more like a badassery, right? You, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of been more like. More like 
bad stuff, but bad stuff you kind of want to see. Here, this is bad stuff you don't want to see. Okay, like what? Okay, so those uh, uh, Splooge, or mm-hmm. whatever Splooge, and oh. the, the lady, and the oh. neglect kid, that is oh. super painful to watch. And actually, if, if I think about it, uh, with Tio from, uh, uh, what was his name? Oh. Tio. Tuco. Yeah, Tuco. So it was the same sort of idea there where Tio was very painful to watch because it was uh, it was a tragedy right there. But like it was not the point of everything. But is is a real tragedy. And here we have an even bigger tragedy with these two meth heads who are neglecting this kid. They are just terrible people all in all. And I almost feel like the show got some criticism on the first season or something like people were like, Oh, this glorifies meth and stuff like that. And they're like, okay, guys, guess what? Fuck you. We're going to make this episode. And you're going to think this is not glorifying meth. This is maybe it's not showing meth, what it really is, but this is showing aspect of meth that is just terrific or terrifying. That's what I meant. Not, not in a good way. Yeah. Like you, you may want to make a decision now if you want to keep watching because it, the show doesn't get nice <laughs> at any point. Like, there's never a, like, oh, this is suddenly a happy, cheery show. That's not this show. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with not having happy cheeriness, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 I think it's more the dirtiness that kind of threw me off this. Like, like, like because the show has been kind of clean. Okay. So I think the dirtiest scene up to this point was the scene where they had to clean up the the mess of the liquefied bodies, right? Mm-hmm. And that's messy, but that's kind of abstract here. Like, that's one thing. Show me a kid that has dried up boogers in this super old, dirty clothes, dust on his face, and an apartment or house that has been cleaned about, like, 20 years. That, that I don't know, that's just gross to look at. Mm-hmm. And th- maybe that's what makes me more uncomfortable with this with this episode than anything else. But uh, I-, I don't know if I'm being irrational in my reaction to this. Uh, but I-, I can deal with like the 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 more psychological aspects much better than the I don't know the the, the, the these neglect dirty things. I- I'm being crazy. There will be, yeah. It's so. Why do you think that that's where Jesse's art? Uh, took him today was that entire his whole arc was in that house can you frame that a little bit different like are we we asking why the creators decided to have an arc in the house or like normally we talk about like what happened and what it symbolizes and all of that so what what is all of that what does all of that mean for Jesse and his character and like how his character is progressing and all of that because i mean i can i can kick it off with the the opening shot is him you know like playing with a bug and someone else comes up and just like squishes it like immediately that's their instinct is you see it like gross little insect and you squish it and jesse did not have that instinct he doesn't he doesn't squish stuff and then no, that is what ends up happening in the long run, right? Hmm. It's not even him that does it. I suppose kind that's foreshadowing in a way. I suppose that that's true. 
and it kind of uh, also contrast Jesse a bit with uh, Hank because Hank's whole philosophy is what do you see when you bug? When you see a bug, you squish it, right? Yeah. Which that's not my philosophy. I'm more along with Jesse's philosophy. You see a bug and then you put it in the jar and look at it for a little bit. Or mm-hmm. let, let it be in its natural environment or gets trapped inside, you know, let it outside because, you know, you don't want it to die. And he, he was kind of having a little bit of like a wonder there. And I suppose that's right. Even th- these people, like he didn't want that guy to die. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he didn't even really want to kill him. And, and I just felt like he was just like out of place in this whole situation. Because mm-hmm. he had his want. He had his, he wanted to get his money, right? And that was his aim. And then he went out to do that. And then halfway through i almost thought the episode was gonna turn into like uh okay i i came here for money but now i'm gonna make you good like better parents by threatening you with this gun and it, it, i think it almost pivoted in that direction because there was like he's he just like okay guys uh you know you're gonna make me a promise you're never gonna do drugs again it, it's just like he said that like right after seeing something bad with the child and yeah. obviously that was influenced but then he pivoted back to till i get my money Mm-hmm. So, so I think he was pivoting there too but I, I'm kind of thinking if Jesse is the one that doesn't squish bugs we have Hank who squishes bugs where does Walt fit into that is he the bug Um, I don't know it de- I guess it depends what whose perspective you're looking from right mm-hmm. from Hank's perspective yes from mm-hmm. Jesse's no hmm the, 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 something that's interesting about this episode is we have Jesse who is going in. He is he broke in kind of awkwardly, and then he's threatening people with guns. He he smacked one guy in the head, and you know committed a lot of violence there. When he was doing all of that, I didn't feel bad about that, and I don't know what that says exactly. It, it, is it the fact that that kind of violence, at least with Jesse, or maybe with what's acceptable in the show, is normalized? Is it just kind of accepted on like a like a show based level? Like you know, you, you see people fighting shows and you're just okay with it, or is it having to do with the people involved and me not caring about those people? Probably a little bit of both, and I'd probably mix in a little tit for tat there as well. That they had threatened somebody's life with a knife, so maybe you know, speaking to them in violence isn't really uh, a gross thing when they're the ones who you know, started that dialogue. Mm-hmm. I see. So if, if Jesse was just kind of doing it on his own, just like went to some random people's house and mugged him, that would be, yeah, that would be a bit more egregious. And actually, yeah, that, you're right. Because that'd be out of character for Jesse. Yeah. Here, he's just more kind of like fighting back against, against the power, the banks. Yeah. Yeah. The poor bank. So he plans to steal from them. And he has like, or not steal, but take back. And he has to work himself up to it, uh, which obviously means he's not ready to do it. But when he started doing it, he was like, he was pretty good. He, mm-hmm. he seemed to be playing the role pretty well. Maybe a little bit too aloof with it, but uh, he finds this kid and the first thing he does is just feel bad for this kid mm-hmm. and tries to make the kid feel better. Yeah. Which him bonding with kids has kind of been a 
theme thus far covering for his little brother and bonding with his little brother mm -hmm. um and then when he was trying to get that guy who used to be in that band with him let him stay there he talked to the little kid for a little bit so that's kind of like a theme of jesse's so far hmm which is kind of interesting i'm not entirely sold on that idea but it is kind of interesting because you think about uh walt walt is really not good with kids and walt's whole thing is about a kid the baby who's yet to be born and then jesse is kind of good with kids i mean i'm sure there's How some is walt not good with kids We haven't really seen these kids. Teaches at high school. Yeah. Has two children. He's terrible with them. No, he's not. Have you seen him? You talked, he talked about murdering somebody with his son this week. That was great. That was actually great. Okay, I changed my mind. <laughs> but That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, sometimes they make baseless claims in the moment, yeah. and then it's like, uh, yeah, that was kind of baseless. He did talk about murdering kids. So he actually does love kids. It, it, it kind of all comes full circle. It's it like does. that time last episode where you I convinced you of something, you unconvinced me of something, and then you reconvinced me of convincing myself of that thing. So we like ended up swapping and then you also <laughs> you You moved me, I moved you, and then you moved yourself back. And it was like Yeah, that was wild. I think I think it's really interesting the the whole the bug thing with him not squashing it at the beginning and then somebody else doing it and then that's like exactly how it ends too with somebody literally getting squashed and it's somebody else doing it and that's that's just super interesting like it was foreshadowed but also it kind of like Jesse didn't actually do anything like Everything he did didn't yield any results. Arguably, the only thing he did was call 911 and take the kid out of the house mm -hmm. and feed him a sandwich. Mm -hmm. I wonder what's up with this kid. Obviously, neglected, has some level of speech. I don't know if this is one of those kids that hasn't been out of the house at all those do exist or maybe out very very rarely but it kind of just seemed like they were just fine just being there and i don't know like chaos like it's almost like when you have such an unstable upbringing the instability is the norm and the fact that mm -hmm. there was all this yelling and screaming and jesse putting guns to their heads and everything it didn't phase him one bit I mean, even when he first came out of his room and sat down on the couch, he didn't react to some strange man just being in the house. Yeah. yeah. At all. Jesse tries to dialogue with him. The only thing he says is, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's really interesting, too, what was playing on the TV, right? Is a guy selling knives. So, like, something like that being on TV, like, it's, it's something violent sharp and dangerous but in like a really blase way it's not like even looney tunes right is violent but it's violent in in a violent way this is violent in a very like background way 
Mm-hmm. Where it's like the suggestion of violence. And that's all he has for entertainment for like that's all he that's is, is what he normally watches. Is kind of what what I'm taking from that is normally he he's so used to watching just like violence in a very like abstract way. Hmm. Hmm. And then this this is like a further abstraction on top of that. But the, the mm. marketing of violence. Huh. Oh, yeah, that's smart. Mm. It's a smart way to talk about it, like selling violence. But I mean, those, the, the, the parents, I imagine, just jump from, like their whole life is jumping from hit to hit. Like they don't, not, in between is just them finding their next score. Like it has nothing to do with anything other than that. Mm. Yeah. It, what what this episode struck me with is uh, there's an idea that I heard that seems to be accurate, which is like a lot of times you have the feeling first, and then if you reject that feeling or don't want to experience it, you will rationalize that feeling away. And this is what those junkies were doing like constantly. And Jesse does it a lot too. But like she gets questioned about uh, her parenting and then she starts going off about how she's a great parent and blah, blah, blah. Like they get caught on the shit and they just start going off on these crazy, like lie based tangent type things. And it, it's, it's, it's really interesting to see in the, sh- in the show. Cause you have to have like, a, I'm not gonna say you have to have a good writing process for that, but it made the characters kind of feel alive. Cause you can see the defenses cause kind of playing and kind of, still having to defend their ego despite their ego should being not existent you'd say mm-hmm. like i don't know how to put this because I, I, I don't want to put down people but if you're in that kind of state you're not doing well that that's not good you're not you're not doing good at life if if you're in that kind of house with that kid living hit to hit and arguing and uh, the husband, or I don't know if it's a husband or not, but uh, he killed somebody to steal the ATM, which is pretty messed too. So, I, I don't know. Th- those people just throw me off. Usually I'm a little bit more focused with discussing this, but yeah. Yeah. And I think we've we pretty much touched on on all of this. Yeah. Um, It's interesting that the bug gets squashed and he walks away with the money. Like what he came there for in the first place. Mm-hmm despite the fact that he didn't actually do do it. Um, so that's all super interesting. He tried to stop the girl. At, uh, let's talk about the girl for just one second. Because she, without really a thought, she crushed his head. Mm-hmm. And then she didn't have any remorse right there. She was high on heroin. I thought she had come down at that point. What? No, she had just said she was uh, she was so fucked up on heroin she needed crystal to balance herself out. Oh, okay. But she was so low because you know heroin's gonna take you low and then the crystal will take you high. I see. I see. And he said you took too much, so it could even mean she was overdosing. Ah. Okay. Okay. See, see she went to sleep. This is what I I I, got, I was confused about that because like she's cracked up and she's going to sleep. How does that make sense? Like, I didn't really understand that part, but now it makes sense because she was high in heroin and she was trying to create a crystal to bring herself up. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. 
and, okay, so she did it without a thuff. So I wonder if she's going to feel bad after. Uh, but it's it's interesting that Jesse was like, no, wait, don't. And I don't know what that is because it's one of two things. Maybe one of three things. Either he just has a bit of humanity in him, right? And he doesn't want to see something bad happen, right? And despite putting guns in these people's heads, he didn't actually want to see them die. Uh, could be number two, where he is worrying about the kid. And even though these are the worst parents ever, he still kind of sees the bad in it, right? D don't kill him because... You know, he's, he's got a father or he has very little right now. Probably better just for this kid to be taken away, to be honest. But, you know, it's, he still didn't want that to happen to anybody regardless. And this is a third option that I forgot myself, but I want, I want to hear what your thoughts are. I think it is just number one. Number I don't, one. The, the kid almost seemed like an afterthought based off of him, like about to leave. And then he's goes back to get the kid. Ah. Uh, so he wasn't even really considering that. Okay. I don't think when he jumped up in that moment to try and stop the guy from dying, that was his rationale. And he saw somebody about to die and his natural instinct is to try and prevent death. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So going from Jesse to Walt. Yep. So... The Walt storyline was, I'm going to say, a little bit more complex. There was a lot of nuance to it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was all social interaction. And uh, m most of it was, like, like there there was words, but trying to interpret the faces, I think, was the big thing about this. Mm -hmm. the, 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 like, the 20-foot plot, or 20-hundred-foot plot, is that Walt goes back to school, is losing control. He loses control of the narratives. There's like two main ones. The narrative about himself and also the narrative about him and Money. Elliot. And yeah. he Can Yeah, you... let's talk let's talk about the school cuz like I think that's that's a really quick touchstone myself, but you might have more to add to it than, than I'm thinking. It seemed like pretty standard stuff. Uh, he seemed to be back in a really good groove. Um, he seemed happy to be back at school. And the principal was like, hey, remember, these are teenagers. And mm -hmm. then they teenagers were teenagers. And But Walt's reaction was to like show some of that uh, vengeful uh, violence to his son. And they kind of bonded over that. Yeah. Yeah, though it seemed more like a duplicitous bonding because Walt had his own sense of bonding with that, right? Because Walt was always... Okay, this is how I felt like it was. Like for Walt Jr., it was like bonding with your dad over a bad joke, right? It's like, haha, yeah, they do suck. For Walt, it was almost like... Uh, like... Like duplicitly getting... Like dipping his toes into some sort of sense of like evil, right? Um, mm -hmm. like, hey, wait, like, I want to share with you this kind of this messed up part of me. I want to see if you have that messed up part. And of, of course, Walt understands that there's some greater subtext that Walt Jr. is engaging in too. But I think it was a bit more sharing of darkness. 
and and th- th- that that's kind of the impression I got. And from what I was teaching, like maybe this is me being crazy, but I feel like there was also the implication of aggression with the teaching too, because he wasn't just like talking like he normally does, but there was also like that edge to his voice. Like Walt has like a couple different voices. He's got like his "Hey, how do you?" like his uh, good neighbor voice, and then he's got his. Heisenberg voice, and this was like more along the Heisenberg voice, which has that sharp edge to it. It's like I got that bassy sort of like uh, I don't know flatness, where it's just like eh, I can't even do it. But like, and he had that with the teaching, and the students seem engaged. I got engaged in that too because it was super interesting uh, what mm-hmm. he was talking about, and obviously he felt slighted by the whole thing with gray matter, which I don't understand. Uh, I don't know if there's gonna be more context to that because there's a lot. In that discussion with Elliot, and maybe if I miss something, you can kind of indulge me into it. But it, it seemed like he was doing all right until he realized he lost control. Mm-hmm. He lost. Yeah. Control. I took it less as like violent and more as passionate. Mm-hmm. Like he was actually liking what he was talking about, and then when he realized he was like kind of maybe he was steering towards violent but i think it might have been a little less violent and a little more like scorned as Mm -hmm. he he brought it to like and what did they do to repay and they gave him a ten dollar ge bond and then like that is him kind of mirroring how he really feels about the gray matter situation Mm -hmm. so like i think it was him kind of being caught off guard that he was like feeling like he suddenly felt all those emotions mm-hmm. huh. and didn't know how to react to that in front of a bunch of kids and the principal. Hmm. That's true. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that was at all aggressive there. Definitely what you said is like, uh, like annoyed might be the word, but uh, whatever word you use, like just mm-hmm. kind of like uptight, like, like he started getting yeah. mad. But I would say before that, maybe it's not aggression. This is where things are confusing because number one, aggression and love are kind of inextricably linked. Kind of like, same with passion. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's kind of like the system that gets you to kind of move forward and kind of start doing stuff. And he he has that there. And then where he lost the edge was where he lost control. I, I guess because he, he was kind of the, the person in that story, right? Kind of doing this crazy stuff. And then he lost control of the company or the product or wherever it was. And then he just gets like this little scratch ticket essentially. And that's where he lost his edge. And that's where it all went downhill. And it carried over into the mm-hmm. interaction with Carmen. Cause Carmen's just like talking to him. And there's like this subtle subtext that's not quite lining up. And he realizes he's not controlling this situation with Carmen. And he doesn't understand why. I took that more less as he wasn't controlling it and more that she was reaching out to him like feeling bad and kind of with pity and that's how he was taking that conversation was like oh I'm being pitied right now Uh and that is the most offensive thing that Walt can imagine is somebody like feeling bad for him Uh true true I, I feel like this is me stretching here, but I feel like his offense to pity is also linked to his offense to lack of control or 
because it gives them it, he he has no play in that social interaction now he does not know how to deal with it and he doesn't want it he he, he wants to be in control of himself and we have someone pitying yourself and kind of giving you pittance it, like you're, you're kind of on the back foot and he does not like that but I, I, you, you have a good point though because there's been a lot of points about him and pride yeah, I might take it the step a step even back or above pity it to pride. And I think that's really where where Walt's biggest downfall comes in there. Yeah. Is anything that's insulting to his pride is like murderable offense. Hmm. Hmm. And then he he goes out, he sees this flyer on his dashboard or car yeah. and you thought it was kind of funny, which it was. I thought it was very funny. <laughs> uh, Walt Jr., not too impressed, but he kind of seemed to know that was going on. Yeah. I mean, how can he not? And Walt is just, he's furious. Like, like okay, furious isn't a word. He's murderous. Like, is he? Yeah. Is he, though? Yeah, he got the, like, the vibe I got from him is the same vibe I got when he told off Tuco. Uh-huh. Interesting. Like, like he, there was like the edge of like, you fucking son of a bitch. Oh, I didn't get that at all. I got more just like casual annoyance. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like swatting a fly. Hmm. It's, it's possible I'm reading far too much into it. It's possible but... I'm not reading enough into it. <laughs> To, to, to back up my point a little bit more, uh, as we already discussed in the next scene, he's talking about like essentially murdering that kid, putting mm-hmm. him under the sand with, uh, I forget what he said, but scorpions. That's what uh, Mason said, or Tyler, or Greg, uh, what, whatever his name is. Uh, it's Walt Jr., but Flynn. Uh, okay, Flynn. And uh, it was Fire Ants. Fire Ants. Okay, there we go. But that, I think, was more an expression of the murder's intent I was claiming to be there in the previous scene that seemed tongue-in-cheek though like i i think we both know because we know Eisenberg what heisenberg's capable of and like the things walt has done that there's like a subtext of truth to it mm-hmm. i do think it was mostly tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like when you have a minor thing happen to you and you 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 know playfully escalated to like a thousand like uh, I don't know. My yep. best example would be like soccer. Mm-hmm. Someone mm-hmm. barely touches you and you throw yourself to the ground mm-hmm. and like make it a big deal. But it's like, I think he really knows it's, I personally saw it as more of a minor inconvenience for him. Mm-hmm. And then he used that as a chance to bond with son and be like, hey, everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll just murder him. <laughs> it's the best way to deal with any problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, either that or cook some meth. Yeah. Uh, well, both. Just to be clear about my thought on that, I, I I'm not saying, and this is not for you, meter. I know you know, but uh, I'm not saying that Walt was actually going to murder or was capable of murdering that kid. He wouldn't murder that kid. He wouldn't even confront him. Really, probably. Actually, he might a little bit, uh, but you know, I don't think that was likely to happen at all. I, I'm I'm just saying that he had that feeling inside of him where he had that urge it's more expression of that uh so 
from there, there's this plot line where Gretchen gets back to Skyler or the family and then blah, blah, blah. She's like, hey, thank you for the money. She's like, the money. And then she gets there. She's all confused. Uh, Walt gets there and he's like, the money, the money, the money. Hey, let me see mm-hmm. you out. Bye, Gretchen. Mm-hmm. We need to talk. And then they talk. So the, the, the plot line there was definitely very awkward in that. And it's kind of like a knowledge game. Uh, I don't think there's too much to say about Skylar knowing than not knowing. Not until the end. Yeah, no. And there's something to say there. Yeah, something there. But uh, Gretchen's just confused. She does cover for Walt, but I, I think that was probably the right thing to do just to gain information. Because, like, you're not really sure what you're stepping into. And he's got you know a kid and a kid on the way and a wife and a house and cancer so you're not really sure what's going on so you gotta like step back and not throw like a dynamite in there while everyone's there because that could get really confusing yeah so so she did the right thing and talked to him but she seemed kind of distant with when he kind of went out to the car and i almost feel like she kind of thought this was a possibility within Walt. Like, oh, he's doing this again. Which might actually be the case because she had that whole thing with, like, Walt leaving, which we'll discuss that in just a second. But, anyway, they go meet up at this cafeteria or place, and they have some food, and they get all sassy with each other. So, can you do your best to explain this conversation to me? Because I picked up about half of it. The rest of it, I, I feel like went over my head, or I got lost in the facial expressions. What did what did you pick up? And I might be able to fill in the gaps a little easier than trying to explain everything from scratch. Okay, so this is what I picked up. Walt is avoiding discussing anything, kind of like he did with Skyler. And she's like, "Hey, like, what's going on? It's great you're apologizing, but what's up?" And he's like, "I already apologized to you." now let's move on and she's like i gotta know so they had a back and forth there and she realizes that something's up with them and then this whole thing comes up about like uh, a gray matter and walt left gray matter just all of a sudden because the father and elliot and blah 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 i don't know what that plot line so i'll need some explanation in that but they, they had this weird back and forth and Walt has like about five different emotions on his face because mm-hmm. he is fucking aggressive here like like utterly but he's also sad he's remorseful and it feels like he has a loss there too it's like four different emotions going on at the same time uh, Gretchen feels sad she, she seems to have a little bit of remorse there but more confusion and she's also just trying to like, like, like she feels hurt a bit towards the end. You know, this is where Walt kind of comes in with like, fuck you. Right. And I don't think Walt meant that. I think that was Walt's way of kind of like getting Gretchen the fuck out of there. Because mm-hmm. he had nothing else to do. And I think Gretchen was poking at too many things that were painful for Walt. And Gretchen, of course, there felt pain. And I, I give it to the actress, like that little sequence where she reacted to that, like 
I don't know. You could see every single emotion and it just got complex. Mm. Yeah, I mean, she said she felt sorry for him and that's when he said, fuck you. Mm -hmm. Oh, because that triggers Walt's pride or... And I mean, she had said earlier, like, we offered to pay and we still offer that and you turned it down for whatever reason, pride or whatever. Like, she already knew mm -hmm. exactly why he did what he did. Hmm. Then his response is, no, you owe me. You guys built a company on my research. She's like, you walked out. And I don't fully understand the complexity of what happened there. She said, like, you went off with my dad and brothers. And then when I went upstairs to see you, you were packing. So I think there's an implication there that there was some conversation between her family and Walt that she was not privy to and nobody has ever told her about that caused Walt to leave. And I don't know what that is. Maybe he asked to marry her and her dad said no. Maybe her dad and brother slighted her in some way. Uh, maybe he saw something he shouldn't have. Like maybe her and uh, Elliot were doing something and he happened to oversee that and she doesn't know that he knows something was going on there. Not that there's any implication that something was, other than that they're together now, but I'm just throwing out random ideas based on this is what we know, and it's not much. Hmm. Other than Walt feels slighted and Gretchen feels slighted. They both feel like the other person is at fault for how things turned out. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, in that case, I'm not really missing anything. I, I think where I got thrown off is because there's so much detail in the facial emotions going on that it almost like you saw more of what was going on than what's being communicated yeah no i think you read emotions better than i did for sure i think everything you're saying makes complete sense in hindsight but i don't register at that speed like you do hmm. i was listening to the words much more than i was to anything else okay and what did you think of walt's like aggressive nature in that conversation also his like uh was, let's say the sadness or like that other it's like a push pull a little bit but what, what do you say about his emotions there he was trying to hurt her to get back at her for what he feels is a slight and a continued slight and also to remain in control of the situation so hmm. that she wouldn't tell Skylar hmm. that's really his big thing is he wants to her to cover the lie mm -hmm. and she has been and by him not giving her what she wants, which is information, he's worried that she's not, like, she's going to, uh, you know, rescind her lie, pretty much, and, and tell the truth. Hmm. Which is why when he goes home, and she's like, Gretchen called, he's like, oh boy. Hmm. She told her everything. And why Walt's like, just say it. He's He's saying... Tell me what you know so that he can kind of gauge what he needs, how he needs to react. Hmm. So I, th yeah, I think he was being aggressive to try and control the situation, control her and the, it was trying to hurt her. I guess maybe part of the pain there too, was that he felt bad about hurting her. Hmm. I, I still feel like he loves her. Hmm. Oh, and, they're all they're really awkward and Gretchen's emotions there were very interesting too because I think I don't like Gretchen you don't like Gretchen 
Why not? She fe- she feels like fake nice. Like, fake. I don't know, almost, almost too nice. I think she's cerebral nice. She's kind of like me a little bit. Like she's not nice because she's nice. She's nice because that's how you should act. I didn't get. I got like she's like sickeningly sweet, nice. Like I Walt said something to that effect, like being like you know everything's you always have this air of you know you can't do anything wrong because every you're su- you're such a good person. Like I feel it does feel like a very nothing bad happens to you because you've never been in a situation of need before. Hmm. So you can like, it's like a, you've been afforded the ability to be nice your whole life. You've never had to be me. Maybe hmm. that's what I'm getting at. Maybe that's what Walt means. I'm Walt. <laughs> 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 I, I I will still have to see more aggression if we see any more of her, you know, mm-hmm. at all. I didn't get that impression. Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe it's because I can feel like I can relate to Gretchen. Like, I just feel like Gretchen's just like super smart and puts on a face because she doesn't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And that's her way of just like kind of being in the world. Like, I don't know. But okay, let's let's get off the topic of Gretchen and let's get on the topic. So you're you're Gretchen and I'm Walt. Uh, yes. Fuck you. Our emotions, Nate. Are you our emotions? Are are you feeling that sexual tension right now? Oh boy! So then, him and Skyler. <laughs> this is the best episode of the show so far. <laughs> I mean, your show, not not Breaking Bad. So, Sk- Skyler learns some news. Walt's like, "Hey, that's news. Let's hear more." And it's, you know, gain control of the situation. Skyler's devastated. Walt comes up yeah. with a lie, and Walt... He fucking loves that lie. He is... I, maybe he takes some penance in it, because it makes Grey Matter look bad, which gives him some more... It's almost like he make up a story, and he gets vind- vindiction out of that story. It is the most spiteful lie he has ever told. Hmm. He is literally... He is so proud of that lie, because it covers his tracks, it gives... It explains everything why she was acting kind of dodgy, why they may not have said it because they're embarrassed about it. And it also gets back at them in the exact way that Walt himself feels slighted by hitting them in their pride. Hmm. I see. By being like, because he, he was like, maybe they're prideful. <laughs> and like when he says that, he's like <laughs> trying so hard not to smile. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. You read the context of the situation far better than I did, because mm. I started being like Walt, like in control. But this was just not because this was control, but also just being like he's just this was spite, sp- yeah, pure spite. Holy shit, mm. you're, you're so right, and he that. is loving it. 
This is this is psychological violence at like the highest level, mm. like right below like literal water torture and waterboarding. This is brutal. Okay. <laughs> it's waterboarding. Walter spiteful lie about money, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then being put in a silent room for six days. Okay. Uh, well, that hierarchy makes sense. So uh, mm-hmm. I, I definitely appreciate it. We go back to talking about sexual tension. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, okay. So we find out that Gretchen s- s- came up with a lie too, which is that, hey, we're not going to be be giving you money anymore, yeah. right? In in some in some way, you could read that like she's covering for Walt, mm-hmm. but I think it's more like she thought it out, and that's the only way she can get out of herself out of this fucking situation. Because if she said like, uh, if she said came out with the whole like, oh, Walt's not giving the money. Now she's involved in that, right? And her whole thing is she got involved in a situation she did not want to be involved in. So she's just removing herself right out of that. Fine, I'll give him what he wants. Fuck him. And her and his response is awesome. Fuck you too. I'm gonna smear your name as hard as I can. Uh, that now is true. Dir- now there's a dirty little secret that you're broke, and people are gonna whisper about it, and you're not even gonna fucking know why they're whispering about you. Hmm. Hmm. And that kind of goes to like Walt's whole thing with people whispering about him at school. Us. That that that's like an extra vindiction, like on top of it, like him getting revenge for that. Like it's like, huh? Then, like you said, Skylar's thinks about it for a second. She's like, the car. She like she sees the one little thing that really doesn't make sense in there. Mm-hmm. And Walt does what Walt always does is throw out an idea and then back off of it immediately. Keeping up appearances? Ah, who knows? Mm-hmm. It's like throws out something for her to grasp onto and then move. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's it's a really good technique. I use it on the phone sometimes when someone's rambling about something. I will respond to it and then immediately ask a question. Because that puts me back in control of the conversation, which you need to be able to do when you're a phone operator. And when the situation, that's what Walt wants is to, to control you. Hmm. I, I felt like the control he exerted over Skylar there and the, the, just the pure manipulation to be very unsettling. Hmm. Like, it, on one level, it's just kind of messed up because he's doing Skylar, his wife, the baby, you know, so on and so forth. Like, there's a lot of messed up features of that, but more just the level of like, just, just like, he just revels in that, and, and just having grasp of a human life. He just like he was like in love with that. It was not not only no remorse, but like pride. His ability to formulate a lie that both served his petty purposes and uh, put him back in uh, being able to to continue to lie to his family. Hmm. Hmm. He covered all his tracks and had a jab at somebody. 
at the same time. Yeah. And there was no like him contemplating it or feeling bad. He just like immediately lie right out of his mouth and upgrade oh, about it. He's like, I know this is good luck. <laughs> it kind of makes me wonder if like passive liars, I'm sure there's other issues with them, but it, or uh, chronic liars, what's word, but people yeah. who just lie constantly, uh, they are addicted to that sort of sense of control because you constantly have to be controlling your lies and what you say and kind of what's going on. And I wonder if that sense of control is just like, it is intoxicating for them or if it can be. Yeah. Huh. I tend not to lie because I get confused with the lies. It's too much to keep up with. It's too difficult. Uh, but I could, I could see another Nate where he doesn't have that issue and he just lies constantly just cause it's interesting. It, 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 yeah. it keep, keeps him in situation. It's, it's kind of like people will say, like, start talking bad on themselves. Like, oh, you know, you're so great. You know, I could never lift up, up with that. Like, that's just a way of getting people to compliment you and kind of talk about you. Uh, like, like, it's a way to control the situation by making it about you, by not making it bad about, about you. Sometimes. Sometimes. All the time, meter. There's not one okay. instance of where that wasn't the case. Okay. Oh, God damn it. You're not supposed to go with it. Oh. No, Nate. Thank you. Thank you. I, I I changed my opinion. I agree with you now. Perfect. Glad that worked. <laughs> and so there's a the question there. I don't think I've seen beyond this episode. I'm I'm like 98% sure this is where I stopped watching. And I don't know if people will understand that reason. Like so other people, this might just be another episode. But for me, this is like the the worst episode out of the bunch. Okay, not the worst in a bad way, but this is like the most brutal episode out of any that we've seen. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm really excited for you to start seeing some French stuff. It it will be it will be very interesting. Uh, so what, let's wrap up here. Uh, I don't know how to wrap this episode up, so let's end it in a song. Okay. Um. So, Meter, what did you do yesterday? Anything fun? Ice cream? Yeah. Oh. Ice cream. Really? You scream. We all scream for ice cream. Was it tasty? That, that's kind of messed up, isn't it? People yeah. screaming for ice cream? Yeah. Screams. It's kind of like that lady screamed in the episode. She's like, ah! Is that kind Shut of the fuck up! Is this what you were imagining for the outro? Uh, no, I don't think I had any idea. My brain's not working fully functional here. So, hey, you guys, guess what? This is the end of the episode. Things you can do to help me and Meter, pro probably, is watching this video on repeat. 24-7, six days a week, seventh day takeoff because God did it too. And guess what? Subscribe, notification bell, comments, whatever. Ding. Huh? Ding. 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 And you guys have a great day because this is Pepin from Pepin Reacts. I react, we react, we all react because the lights are on in this room.